0: Hello, this is Matt. Kosey, Mark, Mark Yon, James, Mel, Zach. This is David. This is PSG talking.
1: This is podcast solo PSG on only.
2: Hello and welcome to the latest installment of PSG Talking. I'm your host, Ed, and on today's show, we're going to try to make sense of the last few days of the transfer window. It's certainly been a crazy time. And here to help me do that, we have Carl Oskar Kallstrom there in the middle, all the way from Sweden. We have Mel Brennan on the right from the great state of Maryland. Gentlemen, how have you guys been holding up in this flurry of transfer news? There's been
1: so much going on. I, I've tried to keep up. While at work, but I, I still have to do sort of try to do my job uh, properly. So uh, I end up having to go to the bathroom and then just seeing, <laughs> oh, oh, Ronaldo is leaving Juve, and I mean, it's crazy, it's bonkers. I don't yeah. even know what to say. Mel, I, what is your screen time
2: like on your phone? Are you just constantly checking Twitter, the latest news, Fabrizio Romano, looking to see
0: what he's saying? In between in between meetings, man, I'm just I'm watching PSG talk because I know you're tracking it. You know what i mean i am jonathan johnson uh fabrizio romano uh you know different pop-ups on the youtube it it is it is crazy i was i was sure that some things were going to happen one way and then today you find out they happen entirely another way it's it's been it's been crazy but this
2: is why we love football right it makes it interesting no other sport has this so let's just get right into it let me just give the little backstory so it's it's all about Kylian Mbappe at, at this moment, and he is either on the verge of a blockbuster transfer to Real Madrid or remaining at PSG, which also isn't the worst thing in the world. So right before we went live here on this show right now, we're actually we're recording on Friday afternoon. Um, I saw a report that PSG has rejected Real Madrid's uh, most recent offer, which would have resulted in 180 million, I believe it was. Um, so let's just start with the basics of this situation before we start talking about the fans reaction replacement players and all that what do you think of madrid pushing for this transfer at the late stage of the transfer window it definitely seems to me that it's a coordinated effort with mbappe who has told leonardo and nasser that hey i don't want to sign i'm I'm, i want to leave and then you have this big offer come in Um, you know, he tells PSG he's not going to sign an extension. So what do you just think about all of these developments
0: late in the window? And Mel, we can start with you. Well, I think that, you know, all's fair in love and war, right? And, uh, Madrid has fallen in love with Mbappe and the idea of him. Um, so has the Spanish Matrista media and Killian has always been in love with the idea. So, You know, what's interesting is that Nasser and Florentino Perez have had a very good relationship. You know, our our relationship, with, example, with Barcelona is much more contentious. But I think in this moment, in this post-European Super League moment, uh, Real Madrid are reaching. They're they're struggling. And they think that Mbappe could be the future there. Bottom line is, Leonardo and uh, Nasser Al-Khalafi have made it clear that they're not really going to even have a conversation unless a number somewhere in the range of 200 220 uh, million euros is introduced by real madrid real madrid thinks that they can undercut us because mbappe goes on a free next year but that's not our narrative and we've been clear the entire time so it doesn't surprise me that these bids that are undercutting that number are being rejected because we've been clear uh what number would likely be the number to, uh, launch the conversation. Um, that's, I think my narrative on what's the mechanisms would actually happen. That has nothing to do with how I feel about the situation, which I think we'll get into in some. Yeah, we'll,
2: some we'll time. get the, the personal feelings on all that. I have definitely been vocal and outspoken on, on Twitter about it. So we'll, we're going to be sure to get to that, but just, you know, Carl, we'll move over to you. The, the mechanics of this, deal in the offer being presented and at the same time Mbappe basically telling Leonardo hey I'm gone either now or or later and kind of finally making that decision we've been wondering at least for a year now so just looking at that how do you how do you feel what do you make of all the most recent developments
1: a bit overwhelmed I feel like I along with uh, many other people have been a bit Not too reactionary, but we have been sort of, there has been emotions involved, and I probably have said some unsavory things (laughs) to a couple of PSG uh, fans on Twitter. Uh, It's a big moment for the club, a huge sort of, almost like just uh, the fan base split in two, uh, in a way, in regards to the entire situation, how it should be dealt with. And since it's just concerned such a big player and such a, a large amount of money, it really is quite sort of um, it, 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 it. It makes um, it makes the decision incredibly important. Uh, what happens? So I think everyone is a bit on edge, waiting for what uh, for whatever's about to happen in terms of the figures. I don't know if you want me to go into it, but I definitely have my uh, my my opinions on w- what what figures <laughs> should be accepted and uh, w- which ones uh, sh- should not be. But I mean, it's, it's, it's the monumental time in the sort of modern con- contemporary uh, history of PSG. Um, well, not about
2: let's get into those figures. Uh, like I said, the most recent offer and Carl, we can stick with you here for a second. 180 million euro should psg have taken that deal is there a number that you think that psg should accept um for me i don't think there's any amount of money that they should accept unless they have a big name that they can bring in right away and we'll get to replacements here in a minute but just looking at the the money we look ahead maybe financial fair play is there a dollar amount or a euro amount in your mind
1: that PSG <laughs> should accept for Mbappe right now? Pro- I probably think I'm in the m- minority here, uh, or at least uh, sort of. Um, I-, I would probably take a hundred million. Honestly, It's obviously not the the amount is that being pre- that is being presented, but just in terms of the long term viability of the PSG project, or whatever you want to call it. Reinvestment and reallocation, reallocation of funds. Uh, rebuilding a squad that is that is, in my opinion, very poorly poorly structured in terms of age, in terms of positions. So uh, you 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 got very got a lot of attacking f- midfielders, right? A lot of them are avid, average. Uh, the same with central midfielders. You got quite a lot of them, but do you really have two of them that are Champions League level? Uh, or rather, uh, Champions League winning uh, through quality, I, I'm not sure. So, you will, I, I think there, there are someone on social media that are still hanging on to that Mbappé will uh, extend. I think, I mean, there's a 001 percent for that happening. It's just blind optimism. It's not going to happen. We, we have to face that at, at, at this point. So,. You you are yours on a, on a crossroads. You either take the money reinvest it, or you bet it all on this one season. And for me, many people won't won't agree, but that that is a huge risk. What if he is injured? He could easily just get, tear a hamstring in this February. And what's then? Okay, you you've lost out on one hundred and sixty million euros just because you want to be stubborn and take this one punt. I think you mentioned uh, sort of piece you need to go for one big player. I I honestly don't agree with you there uh, at all. In general, because the focus on the big players, uh, sort of when it comes to incoming transfers, uh, has been way too big. I think there's a we. Leonardo whoever's in charge uh, in the com- upcoming years need, need to rethink that we don't we don't always need to go for the big strike big attacking talents right we need to go for the smart signings with smart signing along with the money so if you can combine uh, very smart scouting on, on the highest level you can get players that fit into the model you want to play you don't need to go even though if I I would love to have Alling Holland in the squad Um that is not necessarily what you need to do there are many other options uh and you can sort of redistribute that money throughout the squad
2: yeah excellent point mel let's go to you on this uh figure uh the the transfer fee and i'm seeing now reports that psg has not officially responded to real madrid um for that 180 million euro but is that a number is that high enough is that enough for mbappe right now or do you think that maybe you could squeeze real madrid for a little bit more
0: Revant plus grand is on our stadium. It means dream bigger. And, you know, our imagination around this project is to dream very big and to do things in a big way. Um, there are strengths and weaknesses of that. Carl's illuminated some of those, um, particularly in our transfer philosophy and practice. But I think that the, that the number, given the fact that even though we're now in our fifth year, So the amount that would be split off from any transfer fee to Monaco um, has diminished with each year. We still gotta give a portion of this transfer fee to Monaco. So I think the conversation begins above 200 million euros. Um, Leonardo spoke to La Sexta today about four hours ago and said, nothing has changed from that submission. You have to meet our number, right? and I think you you move uh, the World Cup winner uh, generational talent that is killing Mbappe only when you reach that that number. Um, there's a lot of things that are being managed here in committing to that that number and making Real Madrid value PSG and Mbappe the way they should if they want him now. And you're managing precedent. You're managing the fact that. Um, Neymar, through no fault of his own, has played almost as many games as he's missed. And you know, right now you have a Champions League competitive club, but if you lose Mbappe and Neymar is what he has been, and you have you may have Mbappe, you may I mean you may have Neymar, you may not, then now you've got some real losses up front and and you've got to have that attacking possession flair in order to account for things like not having a left back, right? Um, when you get down to the, the business end of the competition. So I think that, uh, Kaleffi and Leonardo are looking at a lot of different things, both big and practical. Um, and I think what's interesting is that we're positioned to say that Mbappe walking away on a free next year is actually the least of our concerns, and I don't think there are you can count on one hand the other cl- clubs that in the world um, in world football coming out of a COVID situation that have the flexibility to even say that. What we can say is what is the portfolio for the project look like um, and, and make people meet our number.
2: And that number for me, if I could share my opinion here, if you go back, PSG was initially a loan for Mbappe. Um, with an option to buy, I think it was 180, 190 million ultimately that they got Mbappe from Monaco for. So to sell him for less than that, even with a year left, seems a bit silly. Um, I understand it's the last year, but also there is a financial incentive to reaching the semifinals of the Champions League for reaching the finals and there will be some funds deposited uh, deposited in PSG's bank account if they were able to reach that. So I think there is an upside to keeping Kylian Mbappe for a season and not selling him for less than what you bought him for um, for Monaco several years ago, four years ago now. So um, I think that has to be considered. And I guess let's, let's go back to Carl for a second. What I want to ask um, – bring Carl back in here. What I want to ask you, Carl, is – Put yourself in the shoes of let's go with uh, Nasser because I think he ultimately makes the decision that PSG is the PSG president. If you were him in this very moment right now, how do you play this out? What is the What would you do? What is the smart thing to do
1: for PSG? So me and Nasser Al-Khalafi are very different people. Uh, I'm not necessarily uh, his biggest fan. I know a lot of people are Nasser's stance as... Uh, some people like to call it. Um, I, I from sort of from the start, I would have gone a completely different route uh, to him. He's taken a very sort of for me egocentric kind of a uh, ego driven. We will not sell him at uh, any point, kind of thing. Very unpragmatic. I think I, I would be more pragmatic just from, from from the start. I would look at the actual numbers. What what can okay what what can we do with this money coming in? Let's talk with the uh, real Madrid percentage wise. A difference between 190 million and 200 million isn't that much, it's five percent, right? Uh, approximately. So, if you are so hell bent on getting that, let- let's say it's a uh, million euro mark, are you really gonna let a deal of that mag- magnitude fall because you feel the that you need that? sort of break the 200 mark that, that that's just silly in my opinion so i would just talk calmly to uh, to florentino perez if that is possible and just fa- look uh, and just talk like i mean t- talk like grown-ups sit in a room do a skype call i i don't know do a zoom call and just talk about it, I mean, wh- okay, wh- wh- where can we where can we find milgrand Make sure sort of the neg- ne- the neg- negotiation d- don't sort of break down. Uh, yeah, I make this deal work in my and I, I, I I'm I'm afraid that uh, Nasser won't. Honestly, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's really important for the future of the club to sell like key mm-hmm. That that is my opinion
2: and that that's fair enough I mean, that's why we have you here it's a good yep. opinion it's one that's shared by many people um get get the money now um, and let him go you don't you, do you want someone in the team who doesn't want to be here that's another take i've seen um, yeah. mel let's go over to you put yourself in the PSG president's very expensive shoes how do you handle this
0: uh I lock down and we're not we're gonna talk about replacements later, but I locked down some key replacements with those dollars. Um I find out what those dollars require and and I think that's my minimum for moving Killian Mbappe, right? Um, you know, I have three positions in mind, um, striker, left back, and a true break up play number six. And if I can secure all those players, um, then essentially what you're doing is, is um, strengthening the club going forward. And that's the way I would use that. But if I can't get that value for Kylian Mbappe, then I dive into the dream this year, the dream of, and then the narrative, the narrative I'm hearing online with all the strengths and weaknesses of a narrative online from Mbappe's camp is he's perfectly happy to play this year and then leave on a free, but he'd also be happy to go this year. Um, I, I I think that's probably right, right? Because, um, you know, uh, catastrophic injury notwithstanding, um, that's kind of a win-win for Killian either way. So, um, if I can't get um, the solution out of the Mbappe dollars, then we hold on to them, and you know we uh, shoot for the stars, but we go to the moon. And you know, only twelve people have gone to the moon. That's still an incredible experience to have. Watching Messi, uh, Neymar, and Mbappe um, play and and have that historic experience. Um, I don't think that Carl's wrong though, that, you know, that does not, that dreaming does not set us up for the future. Um, but I, I still like to dream.
2: So Good points. Um, I think putting myself in now position and I've said this many times on, on Twitter, I don't think you sell unless you can bring in a replacement because we've seen reports that Juventus now with Ronaldo going to Manchester United, that Juventus are looking at a Cardi Wendo, potentially on loan to a Serie A club. You know, you, I guess you do have Di Maria. He's getting up there in age. We know Neymar is injury prone Messi, We'll, you know, see how he fits in. Um, but I, I don't have too many concerns. He's, he's a pretty durable player, but I guess the point I'm making is if you sell Mbappe and you get all that money and you don't have someone to bring into the attack, we talk about the left-back position needs to be strengthened, would love to see maybe another midfielder potentially. I just think if you can't reinvest that money right away, then it gets a little dicey. PSG are in the quote-unquote group of death. They're going to have to play Manchester City twice. Leipzig, they're no scrubs. Um, Bruges, I think, could nick a point. So... I think that PSG cannot spend half the season not at full strength. And so that's why you, it's worth it to them to keep Mbappe for a season then sell him and get that money because that money in the bank is not going to do you any good right now. And PSG is a win-now type of club. I mean, Messi's window is closing the next couple of years. I mean, they, they have to win now. And so I think that that's where I stand. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, if... If PSG did sell, let's say 200 million, let's just use that as the as the figure that PSG say, okay, we'll we'll sell at that point. What are the names out there that you think could realistically get done? It seems like Manchester United pulled off the Ronaldo deal in 24 hours. Could Erling Haaland come in? I'm I'm seeing some pretty credible reports that PSG are interested in him if a Mbappe sale goes down. So Carl, I know that you know, you maybe have a different stance on this, but let's just assume Mbappe mm-hmm. does go and there are some players out there that a deal can get done. Who do you think PSG should be looking at?
1: I actually did a list uh, the other day, just sort of trying to, I'm trying to find it now so I don't miss any names. Uh, I just want to sort of categorize uh, and summarize my potential uh, replacement. What, what, I, what I just want to preface that by saying is that I don't necessarily agree with you that the attack is sort of gets uh, th- thinned out in, in comparison to at least last season. I mean, if, if, if Kylian Mbappé leaves, we will, uh, we will have uh, approximately the same amount of sort of starting attackers or uh, of the same quality, at least. I mean, yeah, M- Messi definitely replaces Kylian Mbappé. We had um, Moise Keane last season. I definitely feel like... Even I don't, I don't know if he will because of Pochettino, but uh, yeah, Arnaud Calimondo will definitely be able to fill that, uh, that hole left behind by Keane. He, did, he had a great season at Lens l- last season. Uh, so I think he will be able to d- do some good. So I, I don't necessarily buy into the idea that this money needs to be re- reinvested now. So, so that is sort of why I feel like we can sell him either way. If, if, you get, if you get what I mean, uh, so you get that money, you can, okay, if you can get a really good player or the, the player you're looking for right now, just take it easy, have three, four months to plan and reinvest that money in January instead. I think uh, this January will be like no other before uh, due to the, the amount of money that is being spent at the end of the window. You see Ronaldo. You see uh, Juventus trying to sort of turn the the cogs and um, buy some players as well. I think that uh, is a lot of money that's going to be used in January instead. But just uh, going on to the names, um, I think Mel did a very good job, sort of identifying the. The positions that need strengthening, uh, left back uh, is probably my third priority. I think uh, Juan Bernat and uh, Abidalo are very capable in, in that position. In terms of uh, midfielders, I had a look at Bissouma from uh, Brighton, who, who's amazing. He's great. We of course have uh, Eduardo Camavinga, who is probably right. a sort of second uh, or one of the two top uh, choices for me in midfield. If you want to spend some more money, you could always go for a uh, Barella from Inter, who is who was amazing in the Euros. I'm probably missing someone now, but uh, you have a, a Ryan Gravenberg from Ajax, who's an amazing talent and will almost certainly be one of the best midfielders in five years. Paul Pogba, uh, even though I'm very enticed by that prospect, I, I'm not sure a 28-year-old is, twi- is the way we want to go. We already have the third oldest squad in Ligue 1. I think that is a real issue. So you really want to buy players on the right side of 25 for me at this point. We bought Marco Verratti. I don't remember his age, but he was dev- I think it was, was he 18 when we bought him. I think so. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so... I mean, we need to target more uh, younger profiles. Uh, In terms of attackers, we have already discussed uh, Adling Braut-Holand, Holan, is a great player. Probably one of the top two strikers in the world, along with uh, Robert Lewandowski, for me. Just incredible. The issue is that he will probably take up a majority of that sum we get from Kylian Mbappé, so then you won't have any money to reinvest elsewhere, and I think that's quite important, so... I might be biased, but I would love uh, Alexander Isak from uh, Real Sociedad. Very, very, twenty-one yeah. or twenty-two year old now. He is very, very exciting, and I think even though he won't reach the levels of a Kylian Mbappe or uh, or Holland, he would definitely. He's very mobile. He's very technical. He could do a really good job in that attack along with Neymar and Messi. Almost like how. Um, he never got the plaudits, and he was never the main man, but he always put in a damn good job. So, and we have Vlahovic from Fiorentina as well. Uh, I would personally like Timo Werner. I think he would fit in really well tact- tactically. Yes, he struggled like Chelsea uh, with his finishing. Uh, he did struggle with his finishing last season in, the, in Chelsea, but... It, We've seen so many times people move to new countries, new cultures, and they struggle a bit for the first year. And uh, things like that can take a toll of your confidence. And confidence is a huge part in finishing. And he showed in Germany across four or five seasons that he is a very, very uh, competent attacker. And I think he would complement tactically just that the edge in in behind that we lose with Kylian Mbappé, he would fill that role very, very well as well. So a couple,
2: yeah. a couple of interesting Reed. names there. Uh, <laughs> Werner yes. uh, is not one I've seen brought up, but the more you think about it, it sort of makes sense. Maybe Chelsea is uh, ready to move on with uh, Lukaku coming in. Isak is one as uh, a player that I've seen a lot of people uh, mentioning, or maybe it's just you and your burner accounts. I don't know, um, but yeah, he, <laughs> he he's one that's on a lot of people's radar. Um, Mel, let's go over to you. Assuming PSG can get 200 million for Mbappe right now, do you think that they should bring in players? Who who would you like to see
0: come in? Yeah, I'm real clear. I'm real clear about what I want. Um, I want Erling Holland. Um, I want Eduardo Camavinga, and then we could talk about left back in a minute. But Erling Holland really uh, uh, sets my imagination on fire. Um, the storming runs that he makes to stretch defenses, particularly on the counter, but even when uh Dortmund are in possession um he creates space by the way he moves um he's young Uh, it's an investment in the future um I think when you go to transfer market and other websites and look at his injury history he doesn't have um a lengthy injury history he's had some niggling knee problems um but for the most part he's playing matches And I can imagine a Holland stretching defenses, opening up space for an aging, but still ridiculously skilled Messi, a Neymar, um, the distribution from Verratti, Gigi Wijnaldum box to box. I think that is is a compelling uh, signing that I would invest in and focus on immediately at the striker level. Uh, Eduardo Camavinga is exactly what we need to break up play in front of a back four Where, particularly on European nights, you might see Marquinhos in that role. But I'm not sure we can afford it from a depth perspective. We need Marquinhos in the rotation at center back. And you can only do that on a consistent basis if you've got a standing number six. Kamavinga is another person who's demonstrated uh, time and time again, both with his club and at the national team, that he's there to break up play and get it forward. And also on occasion can come forward, but we don't really need him to do that. Um, I would definitely pick him up. And then left back is interesting because, you know, there's lots of different lists and assessments of left back. Um, you know, when I aggregate those things and I and I spend time on this, you know, it's crazy because we've had a number of the left backs that are rated worldwide right now in our system at the youth level or playing for power center man straight out. So we all remember Luca Dean, um, you know, Ferland Mondi came up in our youth system, now plays left back for Real Madrid. Yuri Bershish is doing very well at Athletic Bilbao after struggling with us. Um, you know, uh, Juan Bernat, obviously when he's healthy is rated. Um, but the left back I would go for right now with Mbappe dollars is Alexandro. I think Alexandro fits the bill of a club that's trying to win right now. Juventus, to be frank, is a selling club right now. Um, They are trying to rejigger their whole situation. And Cristiano Ronaldo was just the beginning of that, asking to get his wages off their books. Alexandro is on meaningful wages at Juventus. I think we could have that conversation with them. Um, So my picks with Mbappe's money right now, this year, if he were to go this year, would be Erling Haaland, Eduardo Camavinga, and Alexandro at left back. And I think we're better overall as a club with those moves. I think we are the Champions League favorites uh, if we weren't already.
2: Yeah, definitely favorites. I think from, from a betting point of view, I think I've seen that. But I, I think Camavinga is a deal that I can't believe isn't done already. I mean that just it was like right. thirty-five million. It's it's Ren. I mean, he seems like he wants to go to PSG from what I can see. Like I don't know why that deal's not done. We don't, you know, have PSG Twitter sending out pictures of him with the with the kid on. Like get that deal done. Bring him in. You can do that whether you sell Mbappe or not. I think. Um, and then regarding we, we don't uh, we don't know
1: though. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the the issue, right? With mm-hmm. like with, with with the finances. We all like to. I feel like we're all guessing how much money is in the bank right now. And uh, so we'll see. I think it, if we have the money, it will probably be done is my feeling. But yeah, who knows?
2: And maybe you need to sell a Sarabia or a player like that in order to bring in Kamavingo. But I guess my point is, I think that's an easier deal to get done now with Haaland. I know that I've been critical of him. I've... I may have to go back and delete my tweets Ooh. from back in the day. <laughs> um
0: I knew in two out of the of one like, going for the that you were gonna have to <laughs> I'm speak gonna have to, to eat that. that one. Yeah.
2: My whole thing has always been like he hasn't won anything. Like I understand his skill. He's a great player, but I've always been like well, he's... Mbappe carried Monaco to the semifinals of the Champions League. He he won League on over PSG. You could argue Dortmund is a better team. They have better players, maybe. And like he hasn't really done that much in terms of winning. And so that was always my critique. Like, he's so great. Why doesn't he carry Dortmund to some sort of, you know, a big accomplishment? Because he can't
0: play defense. Because he can't play
1: defense. <laughs> Either can Mbappe. And, and because they're up against Munich every season. What are they going to do? I mean...
2: But hey, I mean, Mbappe beat PSG to the title in in 2017. So that's always been my critique, but I I see the skill level, and I put out a poll earlier that said, you know, say Mbappe goes and you bring in Haaland, does it make the team better, worse, or the same, and overwhelmingly better? And I think what you were saying, Mel, is that he kind of fits this team a little bit better than maybe Mbappe does. Do you guys want to talk about that? We can start with Mel and then go to Carl. Like, if Haaland comes in, even if you don't make any other signings, say Kamavinga's out, and you just bring in him, is the team
0: better or worse? I think the team is more threatening. I think that um, Killian, particularly in the past year and a half, remains, from an acceleration standpoint, um, the most threatening player in, in world football. Right, His ability to get up to speed um, really scares defenders but he's also been inconsistent at that. Every time I see Erling Holland, he is threatening the the opposing team's goal with his physicality and pace, and he's threatening it. And the reason why I think he makes us a little better is because he threatens it in multiple dimensions. He threatens it not only in active play, but he also threatens in set pieces um, where Killian really doesn't, right? So... um, You know, it's a close run thing for me. You know, it's not that Holland uh, stands out, but I think Holland makes us overall more threatening because I did not see enough in the last year and a half of Killian stretching defenses to make holes and space for creative midfielders so that he could then get the ball back and we could be really dynamic in terms of our scoring uh, on a consistent basis.
2: Interesting. Carl, I want to ask you, talk about Holland and and whether he makes PSG better compared to Mbappe, but I also want to ask you, Dortmund's been pretty firm in not wanting to sell him um, this summer. You know, they're competing in the Champions League. Is there a figure that you think Dortmund would have, like, okay, we have to sell? Kind of like the 200 million figure for Mbappe that we're talking about. Is there a number that you think Dortmund would be like, okay,
1: we'll sell? (laughs) It's probably going to be around 200, I, I would think. Also, at the same time, it should be higher than Mbappé's fee, in my opinion, considering the length of the contract. He, he's got more years on, on him. Yes, Kylian Mbappé is the outstanding talent of... It's, it's always hard to talk generation because it, it's not every 10 years people come along, but there ha, hasn't been many more naturally talented and physically talented football players uh, than Mbappé over the last 20 years. I think Holland uh, is r- right behind that, but Mbappé is on another level. But considering just what Holland uh, brings, he should cost more. But I don't think he is. He's going to be around 200, I, uh, I would reckon. If he wants to come as well, l- l- let's be honest here, PSG do not... Uh, have the historical pull as some of the these other clubs. His uh, dad yeah, played for Manchester City, so that would always be a sort of a go-to place for, for him, I would uh, sort of assume, as well as, of course, the Edmund did in Barcelona. I, th- I think we us fans need to need, need to reckon that, e- even if we're a big club right now. We don't have uh, that historical pull as some others. So in terms of fitting in the squad, it, it depends what, uh, what Pochettino wants to do, and if he, if he, if he can handle both... Um, Sort of uh, stylistically, I think he will need to change his uh, tactics somewhat if, if he wants to bring out Holland. Both of them are extremely threatening on the counterattack. I think both are very direct at the same time. Um, Mbappé is definitely more dangerous running at opponents, but I mean, it's not much in it uh, right there. I also think. Kylian is more um, more creative, so they, they both have their drawbacks. It, it all depends on what Pochettino wants to do. And I, I did comment this on, on the poll you made. I, I'm not saying it was a bad poll or anything, but we ha- we haven't seen this team play. We haven't seen point. Messi, uh, M- M- Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. We don't know how good it will or would be. Uh, so it's it's really hard to say. He would obviously be a great uh, great substitute. But uh, coming up of what Mel said earlier, I, I I don't think we can get all those three player players. I think we can get Holland maybe, but I don't think there will be much spare change left, unfortunately. So that that's why I might be yeah. edging towards someone else just so you can fill out those other mm-hmm. um, other positions. Uh, we also had a goal from Lyon and just uh, oh ex PSG player one 0 against Nantes. I just want to add that. Ex-PSG
2: players, man. They're always getting it done.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it's interesting.
0: I mean, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't ahead, help. No. I was going to say, it doesn't help that um, the, the 10 years of QSI investment in PSG has not led to one um, real solidification and improvement year on year. Or contract on contract with French media rights, Um, and as a result, um, more dollars to clubs so that they could hold on to players and invest differently. And then, you know, secondly, and as a result of all that, um, the coefficient for us dropping the league from fifth to sixth that that doesn't help, right? By by like
2: point zero, you know, by like not that much. Yeah, it's it's very close. It's we fractions. could
0: very easily go back to fifth, but you know, my hope was that we could have used um, the the stop, look, and listen that was PSG to see a a lifting of all boats. Um, but instead, it turned into a mess at LFP and Liga in terms of these media rights. Hopefully, we can spend the next couple of years writing that shit because French clubs need it. Um, and we need to make the league overall attractive. Um, you know, on the other hand, you could argue we've got Messi, the best, arguably the best player in the modern era. So, how much does it matter? But I think it does matter uh, to players who are thinking about longer-term contracts who are younger, like like Holland. So,
1: and I'm trying Can to think just jump here.
0: in
1: there. Go Go ahead. Ahead. Go ahead, yeah, I just want to add. I definitely agree with everything else said. I do want to just say that Ligue 1, the quality of just the sporting aspect of Ligue 1 has increased uh, over the past five years. We've seen some great matches this season. We saw great run last season. The the, the clubs have been better at sort of rejuvenating their squads. And when players leave, replacing them with exciting talents from the likes of Belgium, Um So uh, uh, props to many league and clubs because they're actually doing a very good job
0: and in a difficult situation. Yeah, good point. I think that's right. I think that's right. And we have to also win at Europa League, Champions League qualifying, and Champions League levels. It can't just be PSG, right? Mm -hmm. There needs to be at least one other club that is consistently uh, performing there for a while it was Lyon. Even in our rise, Lyon was still matching up with Real Madrid in the group stages and knockout matches and other stuff. And and I thought it would be Monaco. Um, but we we do need to see that at least that second club consistently um, getting into group stage and occasionally out of group stage.
1: Yeah, that was well uh, we got Kermont foot, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah
0: they're they're the favorites
2: to win yeah, on. but i will say that you know monaco would have moved on in the champions league group stages i mean that was just horrific that own goal that ultimately knocked them out the other day um so i mean bad luck happens psg or on dropped to six but not by fractions of points i mean we're not i still think the french league is better than the portuguese league but i guess the coefficient is it would say otherwise but not in my my view but For me, I think that this team is really set up to win the Champions League. And and PSG are basically out there like, Mbappe, Do you want to be in here? You you could win it. Or if not you, Alan, you want to come in? Like any any big player that's interested in a move could come to PSG and it's very likely you could win the Champions League this season when you look at all the pieces that are around. And so PSG are just kind of like, hey, does anyone want to come? We're about to have a ton of money. Who wants to come in? Mark Damon, I saw, uh, was tweeting out that, you know, P S G are not going to take this money and just sit on it. If they if they sell, they're bringing in a big name. I know, Carl. That probably goes against what you would like to see, but this is Hollywood F C, as Guillaume uh, always likes to say. They are not going to let Real Madrid have the spotlight. If anything, they're going to make them share it or completely take it away from them. Nasser just doesn't lose in the transfer window. We may lose Champions League finals, semifinals, whatever. May lose the Leon League on, but they we don't lose transfer windows. So I'm I'm confident there that Mbappe is either going to stay or if he sold we're going to bring in a big name for for Erling Haaland or anyone else. What are the benefits? We've talked about the league is is now six and maybe not as competitive. PSG doesn't have the history, but what are the benefits? Right, you're playing with Messi. You are a very strong, if not the favorite, to win the Champions League. You're playing with Hakimi, Donnarumma. I mean. Are there any other benefits to coming to PSG right now for a player of Haaland's quality? And we can go to Carl on this one.
1: The the city is absolutely gorgeous. If you haven't... Actually, if you haven't visited Paris, please go. It's beautiful. It's an amazing historical city. And people seem to love living in there. Uh, So... That's a huge thing, of course, and money. You will get loads of money. Feels like I'm doing a pitch for I don't know uh, people to come to uh, to PSG, but all those things are very true. I do. I, I'm gonna bro t- t- right, because I just want to comment uh, on. There's been a lot of people complaining about Kylian Mbappe's decision making, and oh, the squad at uh, in Paris is so much better. La 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 la. He's dumb. He's stupid. But it's his decision. Everything doesn't have to be log- logical from an objective point of view. You might have been, if you guys got a job or if you you you're at school. From the outside, it might look perfect, but there there are circumstances which will make you want to change uh, sort of the environment you're in. It doesn't have to be bad in the place that you are, but you want to try something new. So I urge all sort of PSG fans to try to be civil with Kylian Mbappé. He's making a big decision. He's very young. Uh, and let him do the, the that decision. Make, make that decision. And, uh, and explore. Because he's... I mean... He's young. He wants to try things. Well, so. Mel,
2: Mel, to that point, let's. the question I have for you is, let's say Mbappe stays. We've talked a lot about what PSG will do if he goes. If he stays, what do the ultras do? What is game day like at the Parc de France? What is this the season going to look like with Mbappe in the team? Even if he plays well, I don't think the fans are going to let him go easy on this one. It, it's going to be pretty ugly, wouldn't you say? Or maybe am I wrong?
0: I, I would take the the narrative that Carl talked about where every decision isn't necessarily the most rational one and, and devoid of emotion and apply that directly to our ultras. My own experience with my oldest son in Pauc de Prince is that, you know, we're 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 fans who are in our feelings. And um that was most recently experienced in a meaningful way uh, by Neymar. Um you know, we want you to love us the way we love you. Uh, and when you don't do that, we feel rebuked. And I get it. Um, I would lean into Carl's exhortation to fans to just let let Killian at least be in a state where he can perform if he stays. Right. What we don't want is for every touch for him it to be in his head as to with every touch, is he going to be booed? We don't even want him thinking about that but there will be some of that early on to to get it out of our system, I believe. Um, And he's gonna have to uh, understand that. And I think, you know, he's a Bondi boy. He comes from around the way. I think he will understand some of that. Um, But the longer it goes on, the more it becomes a thing in and of itself. And the very reason for keeping him gets diminished, right? If you keep him, you know you only got him for a year. You need to have a very, very productive year. Right. So we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot on that. So I would, I would ask PSG fans to really meditate on that as well.
2: And that's a good point. Although I would say that the club is doing a really, really good job at painting him as the villain here. And I think. It's, they're only going to continue doing that and it's going to inflame the fans. I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely in my feelings. I've definitely, if I was at the park and Mbappe's name, I would probably boo him. Every touch, I'd probably boo him because uh, it goes against what, we, what he's been saying, what we all thought he wanted, that he wanted to compete for Champions League titles. He wanted to win the Ballon d'Or. He wanted to be on the best team. And going to Madrid isn't really that right now. And so it's sort of going against, and it just screams of ego. I think that's where a lot of fans are thinking, like, "Oh, you just you want it to be all about you." And so that's why fans and, and PSG know this, and they are just putting gasoline on that fire. And I, I think it it could get ugly. I mean, and, we've seen and I, we've seen Mbappe in the fans clash before, as, as well as Neymar. We saw the signs that they held
0: up, you know, about him. So it's going to get ugly. Go ahead, Mel. I was just going to say, I think there's a there's a there's a ten percent. chance that Mbappe is playing four dimensional chess here while we're all playing checkers right now he could be thinking I actually really love PSG you know um, Real Madrid is the club of my youth I'm still young I do have a dream I want to live there but I don't want to harm PSG so he, he puts out a narrative that says listen PS, PSG has to do everything they possibly can do to put out a competitive club, right? Anytime anybody asks him about his future, he's like, PSG has to put out a competitive product. PSG as a club hears that, and they go and make investments that maybe they wouldn't make if they thought they had a secure Kylian Mbappe that they didn't have to convince. Now And now Kylian looks at that and goes, I can go now because I've left PSG in a better position just due to my ask than they would have been had it gone down any other way. So he might be playing this game at an entirely different level than we're playing it. And he might be actually acting as a steward for a post Mbappe future by putting the club in that position, right?
2: You're blowing (laughs) my mind right now. I I don't know if it's that deep. Um but that would be pretty incredible it's Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: can I can I can, I, can I just add uh, something on because I I want to sort of uh, take the, take the other position on the uh, the feelings towards Kylian Mbappe. There has been a lot of animosity towards him. I feel it's unjust. Yes, he has some comments about how how he wants to see the team strengthened. But there are so many moving cogs in in that kind of decision making. The, those sort of I don't know off, off comments that those uh, things he said months back might not apply to him still. And he he's done everything sort of to fulfill his contract. He said he's happy to play out his contract and uh, fulfill what's on that page. And I'm not sure we should expect more of him. Uh, if he wants to move, he he he, he wants to move, and preferences, preferences can change. Uh, what what he felt a couple of months ago might now might might no longer be a, be applicable. Um, applicable, sorry. Uh, so I just personally don't have any real animosity towards him. Uh, I generally don't like to just go after players. I feel. I feel a bit uneasy doing that. I have much uh, easier time going after clubs uh, and corporations and that kind of stuff. So uh, players, after all, uh, yes, they have their agents, but it's an individual making a choice. And I think you, I, I don't want to put a pressure on them to to make to, to make a choice that isn't to their own preference. If you if you understand what I mean, at that point. Yeah,
2: no, I, I got you, and I guess I just, where I stand is that, you know, if you want to win in Champions League this season, PSG's your best best opportunity to do that, you could play with Messi, why not sign a one-year extension and just have those two seasons to play with Messi? It, it just screams to me of ego, and we've seen this at the Euros, it's last six to eight months Something seems to have changed with Mbappe. Craig Burley, we we give him a lot of crap here on the show on ESPN FC here in the United States. He's basically, yes, we yeah, and he said, you know, <laughs> basically the same thing that something is changed with Mbappe. It's all about him. He wants everything built around him. Julian Laurence has said the same thing. He wants a team built around him. The spotlight on him at PSG. If they win the Champions League, he's not getting full credit. He's probably not going to win the Ballon d'Or over Neymar and Messi. You know, he's sort of playing second fiddle, and so it's fine if that's why, but let's just all be honest about why he's going there. He had pictures of Cristiano Ronaldo. He was a a Ronaldo fan, and he just so happened to play for Real Madrid. I'm not so sure he is a big fan of Real Madrid. I think he liked more the players, like people who are fans of the Bulls because of Michael Jordan. I kind of made that uh, case in the Discord. So, I don't know. I think he's sort of, making it more than maybe what it is. And if you just look at it, he wants to go to... They are a big team. He wants to go to a big team to be the star. He doesn't want to share the spotlight. And that's fine. Just be honest about why you're going there. Go ahead, Carl. And I also, I also or, think... Oh,
0: yeah. It's really quick. I would just also say that um, this is a moment where I think Carl's being a little more romantic than I would be about the individual player, right? Um, I think Mbappe stopped being the individual player in the way that we think a couple of years ago, right? Mbappe is a player. He's a brand. He has brand equity the same way a corporation does. He has entourage. He has responsibilities. He has a father agent. He has younger brothers who are buying into his brand. All of this ties into his decision-making. It's not just... An individual sort of like expressing a preference it is it is more corporate than maybe is palatable for us as football enthusiasts but it, it is that way to my mind nonetheless for, for players at Mbappe's level yeah sure. and go ahead Carl uh,
1: yeah I, I think it's definitely more of that aspect than I would personally like but I I still feel that his own preferences was driving this decision. It's been it has, it seems like him going using PSG as a stepping stone to Real Madrid has been quite clear from the start. Um, like we, we don't know that, but it, it is sort of the feeling that's been and about. I uh, it, it's sort of what I've noticed when I've spoken to people. Uh, where, where was I? Yeah. What do we talk about? I completely blanked out. We spoke about uh, just, just about <laughs> Mbappé and, ba- yeah. and his ego
2: and why he wants to go to Madrid. Oh, yeah, yeah. just real quick to yeah. that yeah. point, it it is 100% yeah. a stepping stone. He could have went to Madrid yeah. in 2017. He felt like he wasn't quite ready and that's why he went to PSG, you know, to get a little stay in his home country and then move on. It's yeah. oh, it's been a stepping
1: stone. So go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's I, I don't know who, I don't know if I want to call it an ego thing. It's I, I guess it is because he he wants to be the main man. But let's not criticize him for that. Us PSG fans use that as an excuse for Neymar sort of legitimizing his move to PSG. Uh, he, he wanted to step out of Messi's shadow, right? That that was 100%. what basically we said for for two years. So for us to go back and then criticize, I'm I'm not saying you guys do it, but uh, some people definitely do uh, to use that as a criticism towards them I pay for wanting to leave. I don't think it's uh, is that rational. Um,
0: that's an outstanding point. <laughs> yeah. But,
2: but everyone everyone not- would critici- criticize Neymar for doing that. Like, why would you leave Barcelona and Messi? You could have won all these titles. He got a lot of crap. And we defend him because he's our player. But... No one's yeah. doing the same for Mbappe. He's going to maybe a more historically great club, but they're not better than PSG right this second. So it's like, why doesn't Mbappe get the same treatment as Neymar did when he left? Mbappe's leaving Messi. But, but he is. <laughs> is he? The, the issue is that, he,
1: the, yeah, he is. From, from us, us. And from but... the fans. Yeah. The same people that that use that same excuse. that, that That's sort of the hypocrisy that I'm trying to sort of uh highlight uh in th- this sense because see a lot a lot of fans seems to be criticizing him for it uh and the ego and oh la 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 i just want to put that argument out there yeah, that we it, used the exact same words <laughs> to defend neymar's move
2: yeah the fans are definitely i know i'm one of them a lot of other fans are, are saying it's the ego and all that but you from the outside of course madrid fans are loving it but you're not you're not seeing too many in the I guess Craig Burley. So maybe they're starting to come around more and more are starting to criticize Mbappe and Mel, to your point, I think anytime a player gets his own logo, that that's when the trouble starts, right? Killing Mbappe has his own Nike logo and it's just all downhill from there
0: with the ego. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll own my hypocrisy, right? <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely not fair. Right. Um, I'm, I'm PSG. So, yeah, I'll own it a little bit. I think that's a fair point. I mean, you own that. I, I'm deleting my hell
2: on tweets if he comes uh, to PSG. So <laughs> yeah. it's just part of being right. a football fan, right? <laughs> Right.
1: Um, I I just want to admit my I, I've said so many dumb things that I I don't you don't even, even want to tell people so I know don't me. look don't don't look in my tweet history yes, yeah come on please please don't do that
2: guys I got you just for a couple more minutes um let's switch gears just real quickly about the Champions League group stages stages I'd love to get your your thoughts on it and I'm just looking because uh, the the schedule had just come out so PSG will open up their Champions League campaign against Bruges on September 15th. Um, looking down here, some of the other games, um, trying to find when they play city. Anyway, I can We're look at, at home this.
1: Or, Homer or away.
0: Um, first... we, play, we play city at home. The next match, 28 September.
2: Yeah. And the first match um, is
0: on the road uh, at Bruges. Yeah.
2: What's so, great about this, yeah, what's ahead. great
0: about this group and great about this schedule is that we start and finish with Bruges, right? Um, which is ostensibly the weakest club, in 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 the group, um, I think it gives us an ability to um, to be a little bit more creative. Pochettino can try a couple more things and still expect to be very competitive in that first match, 15 September. And then, if we're not fully where we need to be, come the last match, we're playing the weakest, ostensibly the weakest club in the group. So. You never know how these things are going to play out. They've all often played out very differently. But knowing what we know now, I think this layout um, and finishing at home uh, uh, benefits us uh, in terms of not only progression through the group, but um, finishing at, on top of the group if we can.
2: And, and also you avoid Manchester City right in the round of 16
0: if, the, if both teams advance. That's right. And 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 City and Leipzig play each other in the last match. And so if yeah. it's the last match of significance, that's going to be tougher for them, ostensibly, than it is for us. We'll see. But yeah, um, I like the way this has laid out.
2: Awesome. And then Carl, what are your thoughts on the schedule, the
1: group for PSG? Honestly, boring. Uh, right? Boring. It seems like we get this yeah, group every yeah. year. <laughs> Exactly. So I think a lot of the romanticism in the, at least the sort of fall or the autumn part of the Champions League, is getting to sort of play against teams you've never played against. So discover new players that you haven't heard about. And then we uh, we have we've faced all these teams in the past two seasons of the Champions League. And I honestly think it's quite boring. I would, I'm probably disappointed because I really wanted them to draw... Uh, Mal FF, the Swedish team, uh, would be awesome to go down, and just uh, take the train four or five hours to their stadium and be able to see uh, Yeah. See PSG. Uh, but, I mean, th- there were also a lot of other exciting teams that I would, love, <laughs> would have loved to face. Uh, so I, don't know, I was quite disappointed, a bit underwhelmed, honestly, because uh, we, of course, it's going to be exciting <laughs> games. I mean, PSG, uh, Man City, L, Plastico or whatever you want to call it. Um, It's it's going to be some fun games. I'm a bit worried about uh, about Pochettino and his his defense. Uh, So, I mean, it's not beyond the beyond beyond possibility that we play Europa League in the uh, come come the spring. Because I guess no, 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 like. I honestly think the defense is that much of a problem uh, that either all, all of these teams could hurt us on the counter unless something happens I mean if, if we play like the first three games in liga we're not going to get to, get to the knockout stages we're conceded what is it uh, it's two two goals, two goals per game against mm-hmm. probably what's gonna end up being uh, three uh, sort of liga on teams on the l- lower half of the table. That's, that's, not, that's not going to hold up. I know we, we got players coming back, but structurally the defense just looks so weak. And uh, as a collective, I, I, I'm i worried, but we'll see. Hope I just hope Pochettino can get it working. Uh, I'm not confident.
2: Yeah, don't forget Leipzig under new management, American Jesse March. So watch out for that. Yeah. It could be exciting brand of football. Yeah. Um, It'll be fun. I guess City. It's always good to, to see how you match up against one of the better teams in Europe. And I thought maybe if they signed Ronaldo, you know, uh, who ultimately went to United. But seeing Messi and Ronaldo go at it would have been fun. Um, I'm Just because we're, we're talking about Real Madrid signing Mbappe. If he did go, Mbappe would have to go up against Inter Milan, who have sold pretty much all of their players. Shakhtar Donetsk, which I guess, okay. And then some team called Sheriff. <laughs>
1: Moldovan, right? The first Moldovan team in. Uh, yeah, Moldova. Yeah, it, so yeah,
2: that's going to be a big challenge for for Real Madrid. Um, I'm looking at any of any other groups jump about to you. Group E with Bayern, Barcelona, Benfica. I think. I mean, we Carl, you talked about PSG maybe Europa League. I, I think that is unlikely, but Barcelona finishing third to behind Bayern and Benfica, I could see that happening. D- Daniel Kyiv yeah. as well in that group.
1: Yeah, uh, it was an exciting group, uh, of course, by Bayern versus Barcelona again. It, it was the B group before, uh, well, was it Shakhtar? No, Dynamo did, Kiev joined? I don't uh, have yeah, them grou- in front of grou- me. Yeah, group oh, E, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was it, Benfica, Bayern and Barcelona. Uh, some exciting groups, I, I can't remember them from the top of my head, but it's going to be some good football and I... Uh, hope we. I get to watch some as well. Sometimes, uh, you know, you you have to work and that kind of stuff. But the Champions League is amazing. And we in Sweden we got a new uh, Champions League broadcaster. Uh, one of the best uh, Swedish podcasters is actually the host, uh, sort of of the studio. Fantastic. So that's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, although my, my hot, my hot yeah. soccer take for the for the groups the other groups is that I don't believe Barcelona is going to make it out of Group E. I'm calling it now. I think that Bayern is uh, going to storm yeah. the group and Benfica is going to sneak in. Um, yeah. We'll I also have see. go. Sorry, go. Ahead. I was going to say I also have questions no, about no, 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 Manche- no. Manchester United in Group F. I think that Ronaldo, Ronaldo moving, and we'll maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we won't. But Cristiano Ronaldo moving to to Manchester United is actually going to be a deodorant for some of their real deficiencies. And Atalanta and Villarreal are really functional squads Ooh, they're I like really that. functional squads and i can imagine it coming down to the last day and manchester united not having the creativity beyond bruno fernandez to break them down and not making it um i think that leo will top their group in group g mm.
1: i think that they're going to
0: surprise people and top their group in group g so it's going to be very interesting Even though they haven't been playing well in the league, I think they're saving it all for the Champions League. So radical, hot takes from Mel on PSG Talk. I love it. Carl, get in there. What were you going to
1: say? Yeah, I I think little are going to end up with one point, honestly. They look so (laughs) dreadful (laughs) under Jocelyn Gouvernic, so I have no no faith in them whatsoever, (laughs) Uh, unfortunately. I also actually disagree on the Barcelona point. I think they've been looking quite good. Uh, my hot take is that they're gonna reach the semifinals with a quite an with an easy run. Uh, I also th- love the shout about Atalanta. Atalanta is one of the... I love Atalanta. What a, what, what a coach in uh, Gasparini. and I mean that squad with him is sort of in tandem It's just amazing. One of the best stories over like the past five years in Europe, I think, uh, from Bergamo in Italy. So. Well, the Champions League will Wonderful. be here before we know it. Um, yeah.
2: Guys, anything else? Any last words on Mbappe's situation? Because the, the next time we do this, we we may not have Mbappe at PSG anymore. So anything you want to say before we get out of here?
1: Please don't sign Richard Ellison uh, from Everton, oh, please. <laughs> if that's the only
0: thing we say on this whole podcast. Send <laughs> it out. Everything else that's been said yes keep yes. the idea that we do not sign with i'm not interested in a little brazil boys club i I, <laughs> yeah. I just i'm knocking over my mic yeah, i'm but, so upset about the possibility of that that's just, yeah. Yeah. We just, that just can't happen please uh,
1: yeah yeah otherwise follow me on twitter at the ceo uh uh, I think Ed will probably add it in the, yeah. at least a Twitter announcement. I always do. And that would be very much appreciated. Please indirect as well. I mean, Twitter is a much better place when... Uh when we talk to each other as well as the discord servers server i'm not sure if you're gonna plug it in.
2: yeah i usually put it in uh the article for the podcast so we're, we're trying to get more people i think we're well i think we're almost like 200 fans so we're, we're trying to pump those numbers up so yeah thanks for shouting that out um follow me at psg talk on twitter i usually tweet it out once a day the link to join the discord so check that out
0: mel how can people find you i'm at i am mel brennan i'm happy to hang out with you folks there i'd love to see you all in the discord fantastic and before we get out of here there was some real news
2: real salt lake my local mls team uh, their manager just left so there you go breaking news (laughs) all right thanks everyone for listening we'll catch you next time thanks everyone bye